so I'm bored. It's now at Peach Fuzz and he can't even grow it. I want to take him far away from this place, but then I turn and see my sister's face and she is helpless. And I know she is helpless. And her eyes are just helpless. And I realize three thundermints. The fundamental truth at the exact same time. Number one, I'm a girl in a world in which my only job is to marry rich. My father has her son, so I'm the one who has to social power with this. Because I'm the oldest and the wittiest and gossip in New York City is and City is. Alexander is penniless. That doesn't mean I want to marry less. Blah, 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 dialogue. Ooh. Number two, he left me because I'm a Skylar sister that I love you to start aside. Have to be naive to set that aside. Maybe that is why I introduced him to Eliza. Now that's his bride. Nice going, Angelica. He was right. You will never be satisfied. Da -da -da dialogue. Number three, I know my sister like I know my own mind. You will never find anyone as trusting or as kind. If I tell her that I love him, she'd be silent and be resigned. He'd be mine. She would say I'm fine. She'd be lying. But when I fantasize at night, it's Alexandra's eyes. As I romanticize, what might have been if I hadn't sized? Came up so quickly, at least my dear lives as his wife. At least I keep his eyes in my life. This time I'm going to the groom, to the groom, to the groom, to the groom, to the bride, to the bride, to the bride, to the bride, from your sister Angelica, 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 who is always by your side, by your side, by your side, to the union, to the union, to the revolution, and the hope that we provide, you provide, you provide, may you always. Always be, be satisfied. satisfied. Nope, nope, you're going back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Susanna. And I'm Hazel. Mike, Hazel. And I'm Hazel. <laughs> and this is Substitute, Substitute for, for Hazel, the mic. Substitute <laughs> for, for Wit, a, a Downton Abbey podcast. podcast. <laughs> Your favorite Dungeon Abbey podcasters are back at it. Mm, I've listened to better Dungeon Abbey podcasts than this one. Well, I've listened to better Dungeon Abbey podcasts than this one. This is the best of the best. Fine, yes, promoting. You We're good, be, guys. You have to be biased, Susanna. Right, I do. I forgot about that part. Okay, yes. <laughs> we are your favorite Dungeon Abbey podcasters. We are your favorite Dungeon Abbey podcasters. And we have a lot to talk about this episode. Hazel, how did you feel about this episode? Um, I was really surprised because it went right from the normal plot into an entire murder mystery where we knew who done it. <laughs> so it's kind of It was weird. just like the other part of the murder mystery where everyone is sitting around crying. Yeah. Um, I got very confused. She thought Evelyn Napier did it. Mm, now that I think about it, I don't think he murdered somebody, but he was definitely jealous of bringing yeah. the P guy. But he's I nice. I forget his name. I know it starts with a P. Kamal Pamuk. Yeah, that's hard to say. I'm just going to call him the P guy. The P guy, great. <laughs> do you have any idea what that sounds like when you say it out loud? Yes, I do. Awesome. P as in the letter. Great. Um... Yeah, I was kind of shocked at what happened this episode. Hmm. Um, 
And everyone, when you're looking at this, everyone says, this is like where it becomes a soap opera. This is completely unrealistic. This is a true story, Hazel. (laughs) Really? Yes. Julian Fellows had a friend. Hazel, do you remember who Julian Fellows is? The writer? Yeah. Nice job. Um, Julian Fellows had a friend who looked through his great aunt's diary and um, this great aunt had like someone had seduced her and then died in her bed. So, yes. And then she wrote about it in her, in her diary. So, great. Nice. Um, this is very wrapped up in something on her computer. What? You're very wrapped up in something on your computer. I'm reading your random downtown episode three premise thing. Well, you can wait until I say it. I'm trying God. to find them. Just okay, do you have the outline? Three. Find the outline, Hazel. I'm trying to. That's what I'm doing. Do you want doing. my printed outline? I have it. I found you have the it. outline. Okay. So we are introducing a new section today. Mm-hmm. Um, that is me talking more, if I'm not talking enough already. Yeah. Um, basically the premise of this section is, you know, I spend my days, okay, I spend my days writing about Downton Abbey, which means I spend my days researching about Downton Abbey. So I find out some pretty awesome and crazy stuff, and some more mundane stuff that I just want to talk about. Um, shoot, I don't have the clip ready but i'm going to find something so hold on one moment okay everything's set up for susanna's random downtown okay i have five what one two three four five i have five things to talk about today um the first is so i was sitting around at i think it was around 11 30 p.m i was listening to some music um and I decided to search Downton Abbey on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify, the best musical streaming platform. It's really great. Um, oh shoot, was that like some other musical streaming platform slogan? Too bad. Anyways, it sounds like whatever. Okay. I was Guys, searching we're Downton not Abbey. sponsored by Spotify. We just really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was searching Downton Abbey. And I found a novelty song about Downton Abbey. Uh-oh. And it is... I mean, I think it just demonstrates how far this show reached. Um, I'm going to play everyone a clip right now. It is called, it is so eloquently titled, are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. So eloquently titled, Downton Abbey with my bros. Oh. I'm watching Downton horrible. Oh my god. I mean, I'm sure you guys worked really hard on it. It's not my style. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure other people like... Dave and Brian, and they have approximately... They have approximately... 
158 monthly listeners. Great. Let's see how many we have. Uh, we they doesn't do the same thing for Spotify. Oh. Download. Somehow they're a verified artist, which makes no sense. But okay. We're a verified artist, right? We're Wait, a verified. It's a whole different algorithm for podcasts. This is confusing. Anyways, that's number one. It's horrible. Just thought I'd like to share that with you. Nice. Something else I discovered. Um. I don't know how much. Well, maybe Hazel's gonna understand this. I don't know how much you know about Hamlet. Anyways, three out of the four Crawley women, Mary, Cora, and Sybil. Hazel's still looking at her computer. I'm looking at the pod uh, outline. Okay. Okay. Fine. You should. I'm listening to you. I'm paying attention. Cora, Mary, and Sybil, that's Elizabeth McGovern, Michelle Dockery, and Jessica Brown Findlay, they all played Ophelia in Hamlet. Um, Michelle Dockery, who plays Mary, and is also the most amazing actress on earth, um, played her at the Crucible Theater in 2010. Elizabeth McGovern, who plays Cora, um, at the Criterion Center in 1992, and Jessica Brown Findlay. Findlay actually played her um, on the West End. So Ophelia is, for those who don't know, and most people probably should, um, a character who is in love with Hamlet, but... Isn't there an Ophelia? Wait, no, that's Capelia. That's a, it's a ballet. Yes. Um, there probably and I is was an o- in it. I was the doll. I was... Yeah. <laughs> there probably is, an o- is, is a Hamlet ballet. Um... So I did a bit of a deep dive on I other. I did a Midsummer Night's Dream. Ballad. Great. Okay. <laughs> I did a bit of a deep dive on other actresses who have played Ophelia. Um, one is Helena Bonham Carter, who plays Bellatrix Lestrange, among many, many, yes. many other things, such as the innkeeper's wife in Les Misérables, and Kate Winslet, who I don't know very much about, and Daisy Ridley, who was Ray in. The Star Wars, Star Wars sequels, of which I've seen one. <laughs> um, the last one, in case you want to know. <laughs> I've seen the original trio, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and the last one. Because I keep agreeing to go see movies with Audrey. <laughs> um, anyways, I did a deep dive on Daisy Ridley. Very small deep dive. And the most interesting thing about her is that her parents were totally hippies because... Her sister is named, I think, Kika Rose, and her other sister is named Poppy Sophia, and her full name is Daisy Jazz Isabel Ridley. Also, in the, like, 17th century, there was an actress and singer named Susanna, spelled like me, which is always exciting for me because there's never anyone else named Susanna. Um, oh, Susanna. And she was regarded as the best Ophelia ever, so. Nice. Boom. Also, Ophelia is, like, my favorite name. Nice. Uh, Isn't so, there a Greek myth with the name Ophelia? Maybe I'm nope. thinking Orpheus. That's Orpheus, yes, Hazel. Okay. Um, and he's a dude, so... He's a dude? He is a dude, <sighs> yes. There was also a great musical written about him. It's called Hades Town. And if anyone else oh my shared God, my interest in this... obsessed with Hades <laughs> I was obsessed with Hades Town. I got to see it on Broadway, and it's amazing. And it won Best Musical, and it should have won lots of other stuff. Actually, it probably shouldn't have. All the other people got what they deserved. Anyways... <laughs> There's an actual Downton Village. Um, for those who are slightly newer to the show, such as Hazel, um, mm. Downton Village is you know the village around Downton Abbey. That's what mm-hmm. that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked it up on Google Maps, and there is a Downton Village. And I went there. Is it in England? 
Yeah. I went there via Google Earth, and it was so cute. There were, like, three houses. It was, like, it was very tiny. It was, like, an old village. Is there it was an, an actual old downtown hamlet. castle thing? No, no. There, uh, there's High Clare was Castle. Was CGI? No, no, no. There's High Clare Castle where they shot it. You can look it up. It's a whole thing. Um, something very interesting about Julian Fellows. Hazel, do you remember who Julian Fellows is? The writer of Downton. Yeah. Who is non-fictional, he's alive, and in the 1970s, he wrote two romance novels under the pen name Rebecca Greville. I just want to say that in the last episode, we only have me forgetting who Julian Fellows is once. I forgot who he was three to five times. Yes. So this is why she keeps asking, because yeah. she wants to make sure I remember, because he... That was a- over a week ago. Yeah. Um... But, so I looked these two romance novels up. I can't find anything. They're disappeared from the internet. So weird, right? And here yeah. is the absolute best thing. Oh, my God. Hazel, feel for time for just a moment, and I, okay. I'll try to keep it in. Okay. I need to find this clip. Okay. So I have to feel for time, which I'm pretty good at talking, but when I have to talk randomly about nothing in particular... Um, I guess I can do it, but I'm not really good at it. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't know how, I'm just going to play this whole thing for you and we'll cut into, um, what the, uh, we'll, we'll cut in for the best parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to share this to you. Can you okay. see my computer screen? Not at the moment. Can you see my computer screen? Mm, yes. Ready? This is called Upside Down Tanabe. Okay. Person, might I have some tea? At once. Your tea, Mom. Thank you. Oh, why is the tea not going in my cup? Perhaps because you are upside down, Mom. Well, of course we are upside down. This is Upside Down Tan Abbey. Everything is upside down here. But, of course... Yeah, it's um, it's incredible. But okay, there's so for I don't know if you could hear, but I just played his all upside down Tanabi, which is the Sesame Street parody of Downton Abbey, and it is incredible. While we're on the subject of, it's a bit repetitive, but it's still funny. Oh well, you know I I, I have to send you, I have to text you the link the link. Sorry, I'm <laughs> tired. I have to text you the link to Furry Potter and the Goblet of Cookies. <gasps> which is Cookie Monster trying to find the Goblet of Cookies, and he has to learn t- about listening to directions from Professor Crumblemore. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want this. Te- you have to text it to me right now. Okay, I'll text you the link right I now. I need that. If anybody that does not know me is listening, I am a hardcore Potterhead. Yeah. So. Don't watch it right now, but. Yeah, okay. Okay, great. So, um, but yeah, oh, and while we're on the subject of, (laughs) we're literally (laughs) texting. (laughs) While we're on the subject of, um, of pop culture references to Downton Abbey, I'd like to say that, um, there's a scene in 30 Rock, which, uh, we are planning to do a podcast of in, like, four years, so... 
great. There's a scene in 30 Rock where a character and right, his... If anybody's wondering why four years, it's because Downton will take a about year. a year. Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec, longer. Longer, year, maybe two, yeah. year and a half. We don't know. Two yeah. and a half. We're not sure. We're not sure, but yeah. Then so... we're doing The Office. No, then we're doing 30 Rock. Right, and then The Office. We never had plans for The Office, Hazel. Well. We have plans for The Office. We don't. But we both love The Office. I'm about to bring up The Office, so maybe okay, you should take a go. break for a moment. <laughs> um, I mean, by the time we're done with 30 Rock, we were practically like in college, so. Four years? Be quiet, peasant. No, we'll be like juniors in high school. Great. Right? I'll probably have better things to do when I'm a junior than talk about The Office with you. But whatever. We don't have to talk about this now. Anyways, so there's a scene in 30 Rock where a character and his wife are in a fight. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, yelling at each other, but they're trying to pretend that, you know, they're over it. They both love each other. Everything's fine. And he goes, Do you want to watch Downton Abbey tonight? I'd love to. Maggie Smith is a treasure! There's also, um, I don't know if you know this, but there's that... Ref- I don't know if you remember this, but there's that Downton Abbey reference in Parks and Rec where April is trying to figure out what Donna's spirit dog is, and she goes, Favorite book? Downton Abbey. That's not a... Downton Abbey. Um, wait, wait. And then... <laughs> there's also a scene in The Office, I haven't actually seen this yet, but Peacock, where Peacock has this thing where it runs, like, clips of The Office that mm-hmm. I sometimes just watch, like, to take... And there was one where, I don't even remember what the analogy was, but they were trying to argue over whether someone was in love with someone else. It was Jim and Pam and... Right. Um, Jim. <laughs> Jim says to Pam... Okay, guys, not every glance means something, all right? Life isn't Downton Abbey. Life is Downton Abbey. So, that's great. It's referenced all the time. Um, yeah, that's the end of my segment. Hazel, do you want to introduce... Our next segment, which is getting into the episode. Uh, and that is... Was that Susanna's random downtown? Yes. Uh, Turkish diplomats bring nothing but trouble. It might not be the wittiest title, but let's be honest, no one benefited. No no one benefited. No one benefited from the Turkish dude. I mean, everyone's sad at this point. Okay. So, for the Turkish dude, let me read my notes. All right. Okay, so when we first meet the first scene, well, when we start, so they're going on a hunting trip on horses and everything, Well, and down in the underneath, the mm-hmm. servants' quarters, they're making brownies, and I have in all caps, brownies, yes, and they looked really good. I actually think it's gingerbread. I'm pretty sure they were brownies. They didn't really eat brownies back then. Looks like brownies. I know about the history of brownies. I've researched this. <laughs> Susanna. I research everything. Yeah. No, I was reading okay. about two years ago I took a book out of the library about Um, the history of American desserts, so yeah. Uh, but Just some they're third not grade American. light reading. They're English. What? But they're not American, they're English. Yeah, I know. Brownies never really made it to England. They don't have brownies in England? Well, they do now. But gingerbread is I'm having more. the strongest to, like, text Harrison and be like, are there brownies <laughs> in England? <laughs> oh, yeah. So one time I was on 
So, me and my cousins, my cousins live in California. You skipped a bunch of stuff, but go hold on. Hold on, hold on. I just want to tell the story, and then I'll go back. Um, they live in California, and we kind of, like, ask, like, what sorts of animals are there, and what sorts of animals are, like, in Massachusetts, or uh, our town with us. <laughs> We're in Massachusetts. I think it's okay, okay. to say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you're going to say that your cousins live in California, you might as well say that you live in Massachusetts. Well, Californians vast. I'm not going to say which town they live in. California is like a giant... I'm not going to say... Wait. I'm getting very confused. (laughs) Whatever. Keep going. In in Massachusetts. Um, And so we're on FaceTime, and my cousin's like, are there banana slugs in Massachusetts? And I'm like, I don't think there are. And there's kind of just, like, a silence. And it's not, like, an awkward silence, but it's, like, a silence. And then I go, are there squirrels in California? (laughs) I was... (laughs) I actually asked that. (laughs) And it's an inside joke now. But, um, back to the story. Um, Napier looked... Evelyn Napier looks different than I expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not as cute as you would expect. Yeah, like I said, comparing him to Greek mythology's slightly less shitty boyfriend. So, (laughs) right, he's Perseus. He's Perseus. Um, I mean, I mean, he's not bad looking. He's just less. But is he really better than Matthew? Mm, Matthew's a bit more annoying. Matthew's annoying. Fine. Napier um, doesn't seem annoying. He seems a little harsh. Eh, not harsh, but just, like, cold and prickly to be around. Yeah. Like, he's very formal and, like, I guess I can see why Mary You forgot the him. entire premise. Evelyn Napier, also known as E.N., also known as Perseus, is coming to Downton and he's bringing his Turkish friend. Right. Why is he bringing his Turkish friend? Albania. What? Albania. Albania. Okay, Albania. I don't know what you mean, but okay, Albania. Um, so they're on horses, and then they're talking. He's like, "Oh, I'm bringing my Turkish friend," and she's like, "Oh, an immigrant with a with a gap tooth and everything." I'm sitting there feeling very uncomfortable, and then he's like, "Not actually." Then she goes like, "And then I can't even um, make that face. This is just speaks to how amazing of an actress she is." Yeah. She's just like. Yeah. He looks at first like yeah, she's... they're just smacking the Turkish dude. <laughs> and then he walks on, and he's super hot, so... Yes. <laughs> so... And then she starts falling for the Turkish guy. And Turkish guy was named, um... Theo, just, his, real, his real name, his uh, the actor's name is Theo James. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're making a live-action Hercules. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, like which was Disney my favorite, Hercules? Which Div- Disney Hercules, yeah. Oh, Really? That was my favorite musical it, it's, movie. It's an awesome movie, but it, Be quiet, it doesn't peasant. follow the actual story of Hercules. There's no, it so does. Much. You just don't know a lot of the story of Hercules. The yes, story of Hercules, it just adds more depth to the story of Hercules. It There's adds only basically, three titans. It basically adds an epilogue to the story of Hercules. Maybe they don't put everything in, but that's because it's super confusing. Um, well, what about his 12 labors? Or whatever. Yeah, but they cut that part out because they wanted to focus more on the romance. But yeah, Disney. 
They kept the names of the guy who he was, of the pe- pe- people who he was raised by, and the whole thing about him rescuing his wife from a centaur. That's true. That, that's part of the thing. Yeah. Mm. But then they just wanted to add more characters. So they, maybe they didn't follow the exact story, but they took elements. Okay. Anyways, they took I just, elements. But- they didn't necessarily say this is a movie adaptation of the 3,000-year-old Greek myth of Hercules. They said this is a movie based loosely on the okay. character I'll, of Hercules from so like- Greek myths. So. Okay. 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 They wanted to make it more accessible. Okay. Anyways, this was my favorite movie growing up. I loved this movie. Yeah. I still we love a lot of the like songs every from it. Sleepover for like a year. We did. It's true. I still love all the songs from it, especially I won't say I'm in love. Whoever oh, sang that I is amazing. I love that song. I won't say I'm in love. That's like really like <laughs> jazzy. <laughs> it's not jazz, but anyways, know, they're I making like a live action Hercules, and this is a big thing on the internet. Every media platform is deciding who they think should be cast as everyone. And I saw YouTube videos arguing that Theo James should be cast as Hercules. He and should. I mean, Kamal Pamuk as Hercules. That sounds pretty awesome. So, yeah, I'm down for that. Um, yeah. Do you want to... Your notes on... Let's see, my notes on what happened between um, Mary and... Not Hercules. Um... Mary and Pamuk were just four, like, (laughs) five minutes straight. Hold on. Like, that entire scene in her bedroom, I just typed the words, the letters U-W-H space over and over again. So it just, ugh, 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 ugh. It was horrible. I was just so disgusted. Anyways, what were your notes on this? My notes on this was... (laughs) Um, I loved your notes. They were hilarious. Oh, when he walks into the room or when he first kisses her? Both. Okay, so when he kisses her... Okay, so before I go, the pee guy, like, at dinner, um, is flirting shamelessly with Mary. Um, and then there's the other scene, and in all caps, we go, Oh, my God, he kissed her. He actually kissed her. Oh, my God. <laughs> actual that that's my there were more swears in that one than she says but yeah i'm not gonna say this (laughs) okay um um i said a lot of rejection both to and from the p guy because previously thomas was into him Mm -hmm. and my notes for that was thomas seems to be into him too oh thomas is very into him oh no too far poor thomas oh no too far poor thomas yeah i have notes on the thomas flirtation um Mm -hmm. Should I say them now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, basically, Thomas comes up to Pamuk. And, well, no, there he doesn't come up to Pamuk. <laughs> what? Thomas is serving Pamuk, because that's right. how stuff works. Yeah. Um, Pamuk, let's be fair, is being pretty misleading. Yeah. Um. He's like, can you tell me Or just super it? dumb. But, um... I okay. mean, back then, it wasn't really common to be gay, and it was, like, illegal, so I guess he never really expected it. Mm, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, it was it was it. common, but it just wasn't legal. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Um, so, I actually, <laughs> I have a passage, I think sometimes on this podcast I'll read passages from my newsletters, because there's some mm-hmm. really, really great stuff I write that I'm very proud of, and I like to share it with my voice yes. and you. Um, Yay. 
so basically what I have to I have to set up for a moment um mm-hmm. during the first for the in the first newsletter I talked about Thomas and I said after he you know did the whole thing with the Duke I said this isn't the last of hard eyes fool heart of hard eyes Thomas foolhardy Thomas and heartbroken Thomas um and those were like these and so then three episodes later this is what I wrote Remember what I said about Hard Eyes, Foolhardy, and Heartbroken Thomas? Honestly, I thought that every few episodes, Thomas would be romantically involved with a different guest. In the future, his romance is a little bit more spread out, but often just as painful. My view on Thomas? His Hard Eyes often cause a little foolhardiness. Scratch that, his Hard Eyes cause straight-up idiocy. (laughs) And that means heartbreak. To be honest, Thomas is heartbroken, like, 90% of the time. Mm. And when he isn't, people are just constantly being homophobic towards him, or he's just deeply depressed. And that's why he's so harsh. And that's why he's so harsh. Um, yeah, that's the Thomas thing. Do you want to keep talking about your reaction to... I just want to say, at that dinner scene before, um, the Turkish dude... Matthew keeps looking at Mary? Yes. The whole time? Even when he's doing background work, he's just like... Yep. And when Mary's whispering also, to the Turkish the feather dude. in her hair is really pretty. Yeah. Um, so, let's go back. I said a lot of rejection both to, because he rejected Thomas, mm-hmm. and, or no, both to, because Mary rejected him, and from the Peabody, because he... But he smiles after Mary rejects him, which is like, okay, well, she Mary said him, no. And he thinks it's her way of, I don't know, he's... Boys. Okay. Boys. Um... <laughs> um so then he visits her in her room. Thomas helps him sneak into her room. So oh, a note on this. That I just noticed after watching this like three times. Mm-hmm. It just speaks to Michelle Dockery and how amazing she is that she's like my favorite actress ever, except yeah. for like everyone yes. else. Continue. Anyways, it just speaks to her talents that he walks in and for a split second, one frame, she has the tiniest smile on her face. Okay, and then she jumps up, and she's wearing, like, a full-on, like, white, like, nightgown. And she goes up, she jumps up, grabs the sheet, pulls it over her, and she's like, Ah! What are you doing? Like, she's naked or something. My note was, um, Mary, your nightgown is anything but revealing. Stop it. You're being dramatic. Yeah. And then he gets really pushy and, like, seduces her. And, mm. and then you go, oh, boy, makeup scene. And oh, then boy, makeup scene. And then we go scene. to her. She puts her hand over Anna's mouth. Mm-hmm. And she goes, he's dead. What? <laughs> what? I'm like, did, did Mary by accidentally kill him? No, What's- what I actually thought when I saw this scene for the very first time was, he's not actually dead. She's just shaken. And he, like, fell asleep or something. And she's really, really shaken. But nope. Guys, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. His eyes are open. He's just like. <sighs> I was watching this um, for the very first time in the kitchen. I mean, in like the living room, and my dad just like saunters in and is like, "But you didn't expect that." And I'm like, "Nope." My first thought was that Evelyn Napier got jealous of the Turkish dude, so he killed his own best friend. With, like, and that that seemed a little too cliche for Downton. Cliche, and. Oof. Just predictable. Predictable and also not like Evelyn Napier like. Yeah, he seems just going into a territory that is wholly undone. Like, in a, in Downton, you die 
Not because people kill you, but because you have a strange medical disorder. That's why you die. And we're nodding right now. Um. Yeah. Uh, is that all we have to say about- Oh! Uh, anything else? Oh, Cora. And Anna. Oh, And Mary. Yes. Carry the body. Okay, Cora. did they just carry, like, this actor through yeah. the holes? He, must have been really funny for him. <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> And, like, naked, too. Yeah, he probably wasn't fully naked. Yeah, definitely. I mean... I mean, they have, like, a sheet. still rated TV-14. Right. Yeah. They have a sheet, but he's probably wearing at least something. And they just have a sheet over for dramatic... Dramatic. And also just so that people are like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, it's... Yeah. So... And also, there were... So... <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like... I have to stop. I'm sorry. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but, I mean, did they, like, give him some... What? How? He had a heart attack, I think? Yeah, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. The actor. How did they get him to not move? He was being carried. It's kind of... He, you just go limp and you let the person carry you. I've yeah, been carried a lot. I'm really, I'm really light. So my friends, there was this, like, three recesses at our old elementary school where people would just carry me around. And I'm not joking. They did, you know how you, like, you put one arm on your other arm mm-hmm. and then you make the chair? I was just, they were just carrying me around. They were like, wow, Hazel, you're so light. I'm like, Thanks. Like, people are always like, you're really light. I'm like, okay. Okay. Um, alright, so, yep, they care. Oh, Daisy sees them. Daisy sees them. Oh, also, um... Wait, Daisy sees them. We have to note this. I've just been dragged before, so you kind of just go limp. Yes, great. Okay, yes. Does Daisy Daisy never sleep? The answer, she goes to bed at, like, noon. No, she doesn't, because she has to make dinner, and they have dinner at, like, nine. So she goes to bed at, like, ten. Mm, yeah. Then she wakes up Pretty at, like, three. You know, five hours of sleep. And then she's literally sprinting around and carrying, like, 50 pounds of stuff all day. Yeah. You know, your no usual 12-year-old life. 13? She looks like a 13-year-old. Maybe. I don't know. How old? What's, what's the actress's name? Uh, the actress is Sophie McShear, I Can think. Can you look it up? I don't know how to spell it. Okay, that. I'll look her up. God. <laughs> Well, the actress is so much older than the character. But just act, ask how old Daisy's supposed to be. Then. Uh, there's nothing as to that. We just don't know. Um, she looks maybe But 13, she was 14. born in 1985, like so, okay. Let's do some math. 2010 minus 1985. She was 25 at this time, but that's not the character's age. The character is much younger. She looks incredibly young. She's 35 now. And she looks very, very young still. At her best, she looks 15. Yeah. Um, is that a good thing or a bad thing to look like well, super young? 
society says it's a good thing, but you're never going to be able to take... You're never going to be taken seriously or get any adult roles, so... Yeah, like, trying to go into a bar. Huh? That's going to be hard. <laughs> they're going to be like, ID, and then you're going to hold it up, and they're like, this looks fake. And she's going to... I'm 35! You look 15. I'm 35! Um, okay. So after Wait, um, I'm I'm looking up her. I Okay, hold on. Found lots of stuff. So after the Turkish guy dies, Lord Grantham, who I always liked. He's very nice. He's very nice to Mr. Bates and everything. But Lord Grantham's talking to Carson, I think. Um I forget. I think it's Carson though. And he's like, "Yeah, it's Carson." Um, but he's talking to Carson and he's, they're talking about how he died and they're like, maybe it's a murder. Is it like, mm. and then they start talking about how everybody's being affected. And then Lord Grantham starts talking about how the ladies are more delicate and they need to like watch how they talk around them about the death because they've been very shaken and they're. I don't know. Something about women being more delicate than men. And my note was, in all caps, EXCUSE YOU, LORD GRANTHAM. So. Cool. Yeah. And then Mary fires up, and she's having guilt with her grandmother, and she's like, even though she didn't kill him, she hid the body, so. Hid the body, yay. <laughs> I, I'm not listening very yep. much. You don't um, have to say it again. Um, and then we see Carson is going into the Turkish guy's room, which is a little sus, but um, Mary's already there, probably because she's guilty and everything. Like, it makes sense that Mary's there, but why would Carson be there? Like, he says he's checking to make sure everything's tidied up. But, like, he probably already knows it's tidied up because everybody reports back to him, right? So. Yeah. Oh, oh, are you talking about the Carson scene? I have stuff to say about that. Yeah, okay. Okay, so, maybe he's just, uh, she's, he's there for plot, plot reasons. Anyways, yeah. so this is about Mary's feelings and Michelle Dockery's guilt. Mm-hmm. We are drawn once again to Michelle Dockery's guilt. Mary has, by far... This is from my newsletter, by the way. Mary has, by far, the hardest scenes in the episode. She was attracted to Pamuk. She doesn't know if she loved him. She has, she's having trouble discerning physical attraction from, a, from romantic attraction. When he dies, she doesn't know how... Sha- uh, I'm really tired. When he dies, she doesn't know how sad she should be, how sad others expect her to be, or how sad she is. She doesn't know what she's mourning, him or her feelings towards him. She's terrified of her secret getting out, she's terrified of her mother hating her, and she's terrified for her love life. And dear God, how on earth does Michelle Dockery convey all that with just a few meaningful lines, a few tears, and a battalion of facial expressions? Well, she does, so. (laughs) Yeah. It is amazing. Yep. Good job, Michelle Dockery. And then... There's a cute bonding moment between Carson and Mary 
where Carson's like, you're my favorite. And Mary's like, oh, I love you too. <laughs> um, and then at this point, I like really like, Carson's voice has always, always been deep. But like, I'm like, wow, his voice is so low. <laughs> like, yeah, I it know. It seems it's... almost physically impossible for his voice to be that low. And the character sings at one point in the series. Um, it's crazy. I, I'm working on that episode right now. Oh my it's god, crazy. he's like a baritone, and he's like, oh, like, it, remember when we saw, like, the Magic Flute video, and there was that baritone guy, and he was like, oh, it's only, not, like, lower, yeah. I can't go mm-hmm. that low. Uh-huh, it's I exactly weird, that. My, my singing voice, my, I'm blanking, but it's weird. I'm like a mezzo, but I'm not. Okay. My voice is weird. Um... And then, oh, we go into, we go into, um, yeah. Um, All of my notes are in order of how things happen, but the outline is not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, um. Uh, so now we're going into our section called Torturing the Redheads. Uh-huh. Redheads are witches. <laughs> um, so, in case you haven't already figured out, we're both redheads. We're both redheads. Um, and Downton Abbey is very cruel to its redheads. Yeah, the redheads. Are Edith becomes blonde later on, but huh? for now, yeah, she yeah. is. Oh, I have giant blonde highlights. I know I talk about this a lot. But you really do. They're on the bottom of your head. Thank you. you. If you weren't wearing braids, flip them over and show it to us. But, ugh. Yeah. I'm usually wearing a ponytail. I'm wearing braids today. I was wearing braids yesterday. I kind of took them out, though, because they were, like, weird and they were bendy. I don't know. They were, like, Grand. curved braids. And curved I didn't know braids? Why. My God. And they were, like, curved. It didn't, it, it didn't look good. And then, yeah. I had to take them out. But it was so hot and my hair was on my neck. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Alright. So. Um, hold on. Gwen. What do I have to say about Gwen? Um, Gwen's the redhead, right? She's the redhead. She was in Game of Thrones. She has a typewriter. She's a typewriter. Um. And she wants to be a secretary, and she's Scottish. How is Scottish, secretary better than a maid? Does it pay more? It doesn't pay more, but it's not like bowing and scraping. True. And you get to you know have your own house and stuff. Oh, are you not allowed to have your own house? They all live in Downton Abbey. You know that, right? They're not allowed to. Some of them, if you get married, you can, and you're beloved to the members of the household, you can live. Um, in a cottage there, but, um, like, some characters eventually do, but the housemaids, no. No, no, no. Hmm. Um, anyway, so she wants to be a secretary. She wants to leave service, basically. Because being a servant is not fun. Secretaries, you get to sit around typing all day. Servants, you have to right. walk around cleaning all day. Um, um, what's a correspondence class on typing A correspondence cl- course is 
They don't really have them anymore now that things are online, but mm-hmm. you got a letter with course material in it with, like, you know, classes and stuff, and you'd fill them out, and then you'd send them back. Oh, so, like, it's, like, to learn how to write? Or? Well, oh, you mean typing in shorthand. I don't know what I mean. She's learning how to, you know, typing, like, touch typing, basically. Yeah. And shorthand is, I think, like, writing fast and good handwriting and stuff. Because none of them were... What? But it's a typewriter. But you also write stuff down when you're not using a typewriter. Oh, so it's like a handwriting? It's both. This is so good. Ow. So she took these classes. She wants to become a secretary. I just hit my head on the Everyone's like, um... It's completely unheard of at the time. You know, you're supposed to be lucky if you're in service because if you're in service, that means you're poor enough that you, if you weren't in service, you would probably be dead. So everyone's like, yay. Actually, that's not anyone's reaction. Everyone's like, Gwen, don't. Um, But, so then she cries and... Sybil. Sybil. So she goes You should talk into the mic, Hazel. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, she goes on what she thinks is a date with... No, 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 not you, Sybil. It just speaks to how little these guys, these two kids do. These sisters Which do. Which one, Sybil? Sybil's... Oh, and Sybil... So Sybil's reading the paper, and she finds a little part where people are asking for a secretary. Yeah, and, and she finds... And she comes and helps... And she says she'll help Gwen. It's so fun. Yeah. I was like, oh, I really like Sybil. Sybil's really nice. Sybil's so nice. Um... Uh, that's all that Sybil does. That's all that Gwen does. On to the next segment. Next segment. More bad, bad medical, medical stuff. stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I have a confession to make. I've yes. never actually seen Bates' injury. Oh, it's not that bad. Really? No, it's not that bad. Okay. I mean, My if you mom, don't like seeing, like, regular cuts, don't look. But it's, like... I'm fine with seeing regular cuts. It's obviously cuts. fake. Like, the bruises, they did well. But the cuts... I don't know. I thought there was going to be, like, irritation and stuff. No, it's, like, the metal's, like, inside of, like... Uh, it's holding its, like... It's, like... It's, like, cutting into him? Yeah. Oh, uh, well... And it's, like, super... Basically, what happened was the first time I watched this with my mom, she was like, okay, Susanna, don't watch this part. And I... And then I've watched it twice since, and I'm just like, okay, bye. Okay, bye. I look away. I look away. Um, yep. but yeah, so Bates gets a limp corrector. This is the what early twentieth century medicine does not work. So it just irritates his leg and then they put it in the leg. Okay, I said Bates is getting a limb corrector, it seems sketchy. Um and then my next note about it was I think the limp cor- the limb corrector is very painful. Looking back, I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, my mom's listening. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. Um, like, that's kind of obvious, okay? Yeah. And then my last one is... Let's see. Yeah, Bates keeps wincing. Mrs. Hughes makes him tell him... I said, ew, why? For ew, why? Uh, yeah. Um, and then I, I said, said, in all caps, good riddance. I just said, there's going to be fish swimming in the limp corrector. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Oh, um, 
Oh, okay. Oh, no, we need to talk about failed powers of fascination. The what? Failed powers of fascina- fascination. I need to... Okay, one, this is the section about Matthew and Mary and Edith. Two... Uh, I want to explain the name. So, there's a line after Mary... Mary is talking to Evelyn oh, and Matthew. I know what this is. And um, Pamuk is just, like, over here. And then Mary just, like, leaves them. And then he makes And then life. Matthew says to Evelyn... It seems we must. <coughs> Sorry. Almonds. Um, <laughs> Matthew says to Evelyn, it seems we must both brush up on our powers of fascination. I know what this means. This means that Matthew wants Mary to be in love with him, which means that Matthew likes Mary, which means it's confirmed people Matthew, Matthew likes Mary. We likes Mary. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Powers of fascination? Yeah, he obviously likes her because remember when he was talking and then about like, yeah yeah but this is this is just the confirmation that was yes. suspicion this is confirmation this is confirmation yes okay there's definitely going to be a love triangle between Matthew or no not a love triangle but more like a love Mary and then love fight it's going to be a duel a duel lots of people die blood <laughs> Um, yeah, Edith tries to... Uh, I hate Edith. Oh, and really then Edith, do. like, asks him out on, like, a date, and it doesn't go... Uh, I said... No, he's just like... She's like, so, what was it like growing up in Manchester? And he's like, screens. Wait, that's Windows, like- churches. And then she's like, hopes and dreams and men and women together and he's like how's mary getting along (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah i said well um i said oh look edith and matthew on their first day i said edith Edith doesn't seem to be having as much fun as she expects as she expected well dating isn't really a concept at this point yeah just i mean if this went well it goes from attraction to marriage there's not there's no in between yes i know we've talked about this but it's it looks like definitely a date i mean look two people she likes him Fine. he doesn't really know what a date is because it wasn't a thing neither but of she's them like do. hey want to hang out sometime maybe catch a movie have <laughs> some food walk around like you know it's just it's no, a date. It's not a date because he <laughs> took. He's so oblivious. He's Hold oblivious. Hold on, I see a very cool moth, and I think it's dead. It's a blind Fill for date. Time, Hazel. It's not it's, a blind date. He just doesn't. Know yeah, it's a blind a date. date for him. Oh, I think it is dead. Oh, oh no! It, it is not. not oh my god, that is huge! Ah! It's like a butterfly, Hazel. Oh, okay. It's a moth, and it's black and brown and gross. Mm, great. Hmm, I think there's a lot of chocolate on my chair now. That's okay. My pants are fine for the most part, I think. Yep. Oh, when is this gonna, going to be released? Uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Why? Awesome. I mean, if I can get it out in time. You're so tiring doing stuff. Susanna. Okay. I'm probably just going to procrastinate and it's never going to get out. Yep. Yay! Okay, so 
Um, Matthew and Edith, he doesn't know it's a date, and also dating isn't a thing, it's just... She definitely knows it's a date, though. But it's not a date. Yeah, but it's... It's her... If that was happening... Spending time with him... And and flirting shamelessly. This isn't... If you think that's... That's shameless flirting, I mean, get ready. Uh Uh-oh. Downton Abbey is like... The flirt, uh, the shameless flirting. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it gets, this is like dinner okay. table. This is like, oh, yes. Telling your mom and dad about your day compared to some other stuff. This is practically silence compared to what happens later on. Okay. So, um, can we talk about, um, before the Turkish guy dies, they go on a hunting r- trip on horses and he pulls over and mary's like oh alone time with the hawkeye and she pulls over next to him Uh, that could be the name of this series alone time with the hawkeye (laughs) (laughs) also a great uh reality tv show alone time with the hawkeye (laughs) Okay, anyway, so she pulls her horse over next to his horse. it's not really alone time. With him on top of him. And everybody rides by except for the two of them. And he's like, <laughs> And he's like, like, and then there's this stream. And everybody's going over the bridge. And he's like, do you want to jump? And she's like, yeah. Basically, I mean, there's more to it Okay, than but I don't even know why we're talking about this for failed powers of fascination. But we're talking about this, so. Because it's funny. And she's like, also, she's I don't so see the good point. at riding. This is side saddle. This is side saddle? She's riding side saddle. Oh, that's amazing. Side saddle is apparently really hard. Yeah. I've never ridden. I've only. No shirt. I've ridden a horse once in my life. I did a lot of horse riding when I was younger. I took a camp. I was pretty good at it, but we never rode side saddle. We rode astride. Side saddle is much more British. Yep. Anyways, so she's like, I don't see the point of going over the bridge and he's like let's jump over and he she's like jumps never... over and then she just she's like she waits for him to go first and then she rides behind him and just goes straight through the stream she doesn't jump over she no just... they both do that that's how it does that's how they do it no he jumps over that's there's nothing to be found in that horse jumping scene no he jumps over she just goes straight through not really whatever yes. Really? Whatever. Yes. Um, do I agree? Um, I said, okay. they're jumping fun. Hot. She just goes straight through it. She's such a faker. Now we hear from Miscellanea. Um, anything to say that's even more miscellaneous than that? Um, Mary's headwear in this episode is really... I, I said before, there's this really pretty, like, huge red feather that's, like, tied into her knot bun thing. Um, and then she wears this really pretty blue hat with, like, matching, like, blue roses, and it's, like, sideways, and his roses on it. I'm wearing it, like, a baseball cap right now, and I'm, like, showing with the baseball cap. She showing. looks very hip-hop. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I look like an idiot. Okay. You really do, yes. <laughs> um, and her dress in the dinner scene 
I really like that dress. It's really, it fits her really well. Oh, that dress is amazing. Yeah, she wears it for like the next two episodes and it's, it's just beautiful. It's really pretty. I love it. The red one? The red one, yeah. I love like this part too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also like her earrings after he dies when they're just sitting around. They have like little people on them. Yeah, that was really pretty. I love that, like, the black and white striped thing with, like, the tie and then that, yeah. like, long black skirt. That, like, yeah, it's like, really that, nice. Like, it's really, that's a really cute outfit. Um, Robert's so sexist, I don't know where I found that. Oh, I really did think that this was going to be, like, a sitcom and every episode was, like, a new guy for Thomas to flirt with. Like, that's what this show was. But, um, no, it's a little bit more spread out, as I said. Yeah. Um, I said that's that is some com- concentrated romance on his part. Yep. Oh, uh, there's also, a guy raking the grass. They have corsets. They have a corset tying. Oh yeah. Scene, and then Mary gets sassy. I forget what happens, but someone says something, and Mary goes, "Sorry, I'm too busy living a life." Oh yeah. Um, she's uh, Edith's like, "Don't you read the papers?" And Mary goes, "Sorry, I'm too busy living a life," which I guess is kind of true because she has like. 50 people she like, has like three make people you. trying to yeah i mean one mm-hmm. only one technically lives with her so that's great yeah that could get a bit and that's the one that she's actually in love with but yeah now wait well, matthew she's hinted at it i mean maybe she hasn't she i don't know she doesn't like matthew true <gasps> Susanna, you give away her <laughs> i'm not giving you spoiler <laughs> Well, I'm not saying whether or not they'll end up together or anything. She's supposed. She hates it, him right now. It's she made. Did. It's made very, very, very clear in the next episode, Hazel. Okay. 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 Like incredibly oh, clear. Oh yeah. There's a scene where um, Matthew's talking to his mom, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Yes, cousin Mary doesn't blah 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 blah." blah. Yeah, they refer to each other as cousin, cousin Mary and cousin Matthew. Cousin Mary. He is the heir. He's supposed to marry her. They're cousins. How disgusting is that? I'm fine. You're finally seeing the horribleness of this. <laughs> Last time I was like, Mary. like, during the first episode, I was like, so she's engaged to her second cousin. How do we feel about that? And you're like, meh. Kind of gross. Yeah. Cousin Mary. There's a scene much later on that I definitely can't talk about now, but it, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's her fifth cousin, so... Yeah. Or her fourth cousin, actually. Yeah. Before Fun. Evelyn Napier comes, I was She's probably related to Evelyn Napier, too. ...who he was. You know, because they're related to each other, because that's just the way that the aristocracy works. Wait, they're works. related to Evelyn Napier? Very, very distantly, sure. Because yeah. um, that's just the way the aristocracy works. You know, that's how it started. Um, like Cleopatra? No, like, you know, when some... When, that person took over England and started the peerage, it was all their family. All the dukes were, like, you know, brothers and stuff, and then earls and everything. They're distantly related to the king and queen, all of them. Mary's distantly related to the queen. (laughs) Yeah, all of them. Am I distantly related to the queen? Um, well, it depends on your heritage, but very, very distantly. Much more distant than Mary, but sure. (laughs) I mean, 
I'm Scottish. I'm mostly Scottish and Irish. So you're probably related to some Scottish and Irish person like Brands. Uh, never mind. What? I referenced a character that isn't on screen yet. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have Irish skin, which means the sun hates me. Great. I have, I don't know. You're a redhead. The sun hates you, too. I'm also a... I'm from, like, Hungary and Russia and a little bit of Austria. I can't remember if I'm from Russia or not. Well, if if part of your family is Jewish and white, then good chance. Okay. Because well, they're from Eastern Europe. Because, well, okay. I have a small part of me that's Polish. Like my great. Hold on. Somebody in my family is Polish. Oh, I'm Jews pretty sure. Come from Poland. I don't my know if I'm grandfather's Polish. father. So that'd be my great grandfather. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I'm Polish. I can't um, remember. Wait, don't you have one of your parents is Jewish? Yeah, my mom's Jewish. Do you know if she's an Ashkenazi Jew or a Sephardic Jew? She's not a Sephardic Jew. So she's yeah. an Ashkenazi Jew, yeah. which means yeah. there's a likelihood she comes from... There's a strong likelihood she comes from... I mean, do you know if she's Jewish by, like, her- heritage or did she convert? Uh, she's Jewish by heritage. Yeah. So then wait. she's... Yeah, no. Wait. Yeah, no, she is. Yeah, she is. Hold yeah, on. like... <laughs> Yeah, so then she's from, like, Poland or... I mean, I don't know where your family Poland. is from, but it's yeah, just, it's like, logic. Poland. Poland. Anyways. Stuff. Um, okay, should we get to the back to the outline? Our yeah. non-downtown stuff now? Shoutouts? Oh, Hazel makes predictions. Oh, no, Swan's Legs. Uh, we don't have much to say, except this episode is coming out um, a day late, because Hazel was at her grandparents' lake house. Yes. Yes. Also, guys, I got a cat. She got a cat. He's really cute. His name's Apricot. He's really fuzzy. He's a kitten. He likes to hang out under my bed. Oh, so I have this bed that has, like, gauze coming off of it, and he was just, like, playing in the gauze. It was so cute. He was, like, attacking it. And now I have holes in my gauze, but it's really okay. They're, like, small holes. But it was really cute. I took a bunch of videos. He was like, you know how cats, like, pounce and they wiggle their butt? We go. (laughs) Yeah. He was Um, doing that, and it was so cute. No, we're, this, this isn't shoutouts. This is the swan's legs. Okay. I just wanted to show you. Oh, God. Um, how was your lake house? It was really fun. Um... My hair got really, like, gross. She went water skiing. I went water skiing for the first time, and so much water landed up in my nose. Um, <laughs> so much water landed up in my up. nose? <laughs> I said landed up. <laughs> so much water ended up in my nose. It was really uncomfortable. But I figured out how to fall in the end, so. Yeah. Only the first yeah. time I got really bad water nosage. Yeah, that looked pretty... I don't it know was if you really fun though. The first I, time, but, yeah. I do it again, but like people are like, "Do you want to go water skiing again?" Oh, my arms hurt so much. There was a point Today, where or? I couldn't lift my arms like higher than my shoulders. Oh great, yeah, that's it happened hurt. To me I had to take like Advil, like Advil. No, Hazel, why? Or like, I don't know. I was being sarcastic. Oh okay. 
It's just Advil. Yeah, it was like Advil. I took Advil the other day for a headache. It's just normal. Yeah, it's Advil and... Tylenol. No, Tylenol's fever stuff. No. Fever. So it was Advil. They're all the same thing. Yeah, but Tylenol's more... Headaches. Yeah. And... Advil's more like... I think I took ibuprofen. Yeah, that's Advil or Tylenol. Yeah. Anyways, um... It's just different companies trying to get... Hazel makes predictions. Hazel, what do you think is going to happen next episode? I definitely think that there is going to be some fight between Matthew and Evelyn Napier. What? Okay, great. (laughs) You're smiling. (laughs) You're smiling so much. My tactic for this is just to smile through everything and wish we were doing this over the phone. (laughs) Yeah, but she's, like, smiling a lot. She's like, oh, my God, she's right. Um... I no, I'm going to wear a mask. I can see your eyes. You're smiling. She's smiling. Okay, am I smiling or frowning? I think Mary. I, am I smiling or frowning, Hazel? And tell somebody. Hazel, tell me if I'm smiling or frowning. You are. Hold on. Can you come up from behind the microphone? You're smiling. Nope, frowning. Ha 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 ha. Um. Hold on. Oh, I definitely think. Or no, I don't definitely think, but I think maybe Mary will crack and tell her father because she'll be like surrounded by so much guilt that she'll be like, "I dragged his dead body back to his room because he seduced me." <laughs> In that tone. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Um, let's see what else I think Edith and Mary might have a little thing over Matthew yeah Edith and Mary have like a sibling rivalry I don't think that's much of a spoiler yeah um but I think it'll intensify what about downstairs what about Gwen uh downstairs oh with Gwen I think there's going to be a lot of drama over her being a secretary and what's her name? The other sister will back her up. And then, like, I don't know. Didn't you say Miss Patmore and Daisy had, like, a mother-daughter relationship? Yeah, but neither of them do anything this time. Yeah, I know. But, but maybe Daisy will tell Mrs. Patmore basically just Miss Patmore yelling at Daisy. Yeah. No, it's a very bossy mother-daughter relationship. Just wait a little bit, okay? Okay. Have patience, Yeah, Hazel. but you're like, they have a cute mother-daddy relationship. I didn't and say it was literally cute. Literally, all that happens is that Miss Patmore yells at Daisy to do things. She's like, you well, stupid child! Because Daisy has no problems yet. Because Daisy has no problems yet. Except for the fact that she's, like, very Except unlucky. for the fact that she saw Mary and Cora and, and Anna. Anna dragging a dead body back to his room. Mm, yeah. You know, no big problems. No big problems there. Um, shout outs. I don't even know what I want to shout out. I'm just bored. I want to shout out to, I don't know. Um, Spotify. That's shout, out shout out to Spotify. Spotify um, is awesome. Shout out to all the apps that have our podcast on them right now. <laughs> I can read them aloud. Don't. So she has our analytics page up, or possibly our um, 
distribution. Mmm, fun. I have the dashboard up right now, so psych. Uh, um, we're down 71%. Uh, what about... I don't know what that means. I'm only saying this to get Hazel t- to start talking about stuff. Okay. Um, I'm gonna shout out Hamilton. <gasps> I watched it the other day. It oh, I haven't so watched it yet. Good. It's so good. You have to. Okay, I'll watch it. God, everyone's harassing me oh to watch God. this. Show. Where is this? This is the poem that made me think of Marmalade. Do you want to hear it? Sure. It's called The King's Breakfast. You ready? Okay. The king asked the queen, and the queen asked the dairymaid, could we have some butter for the royal slice of bread? The queen asked the dairymaid, the dairymaid said, certainly, I'll go and tell the cow now before she goes to bed. The dairymaid, she curtsied and went and told the alderney, don't forget the butter for the royal slice of bread. The alderney, the alderney, I think it's a cow, said sleepily, you better tell his majesty that many people nowadays like marmalade instead. The dairymaid said fancy and went to her majesty. She curtsied, she curtsied to the queen and she turned a little red. Excuse me, your majesty, for taking of the liberty, but marmalade is tasty if, you're, if it's very thickly fra- spread. The queen said, oh, and went to his majesty, talking of the butter for the royal sauce of bread. Many people think that marmalade is nicer. Would you like to try a little marmalade instead? The king said, bother. And then he said, oh, dearie me. The king sobbed, oh, dearie me, and went back to bed. Nobody, he whimpered, could call me a fussy man. I only want a little bit of butter for my bread. The queen said, there, there, and went to the dairymaid. The dairymaid said, there, there, and went to the shed. The cow said, there, there, I didn't really mean it. Here's milk for a porridge, butter for his bread. The queen took the butter and brought it to his majesty. The king said, butter, and bounced out of bed. Nobody said, as he kissed her tenderly, nobody, he said, as he slid down the banisters, nobody, my darling, called me a fussy man, but I do like a little bit of butter to my bread. Boom. Whenever I walk in a London street, I'm ever so careful to watch my feet, and I keep in the, swear, the squares and the masses of bears who wait at the Susanna, you should eat. be a rapper. This is <laughs> I can only do AA film poems. Whenever I walk in the London street, I'm ever so careful to watch my feet, and I keep in the squares and the masses I mean, of bears who wait at the corners that are already, already to eat. The silliest of trend in the London street go back to their lairs, and I save them bears. Just look at how I'm walking in all minutes, the squares. In three minutes, a bit of a stance. It's a bit of a posture. It's a bit of a stance. <laughs> he, he's a bit of a flirt, but I'm going to give him a chance. Ask you about his family. Do you wrong. see his answer? <laughs> what? We should do the outro now. We should. Great. Okay, let's do the outro. Alright. Mm. I just opened my seltzer and it's warm and disgusting. Mm. Hold for a moment. I'm going to go pour this into a... What's Spindrift? Spindrift, yeah. Ew. It's so good. I know, I'm kidding. The best brand, guys. Anything spindrift. that's not LaCroix, I frown upon. You frown upon? Really? Yeah. Frown upon this. Yeah, I know. Social distance, you egg. She just slammed the door. <laughs> but in a friendly way. Alright, now I have to fill. Again, I'm not very good at filling, so we're probably going to cut this out. Um I don't know what to say. Um there are some really interesting clouds. That one kind of looks like Greenland, only like upside down. No, not Greenland. More like maybe a lot. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm feeling. We're looking at the clouds. We? We. Like Whoa, it's pink? It is pink, yeah. No, me and my. Hold on. Wait. Me and my 68 listeners. Red. 68 downloads, 50 <laughs> listeners. Okay. 
Wait, how are there 60 and 50? That doesn't People have listened to an episode of the podcast 68 times. Hi, um, so I'm here again with a recorded in post credit sequence because we had no outro. We actually did have an outro this time, um, but then the computer died without us knowing, so we lost that. Um, yeah, uh, um, so I guess this week we'd like to thank Wikipedia very much, um, because it did a deep dive on the character of Ophelia, um, different kinds of seltzers are always good, um, and I think someone's texting me, hold on, nope, it's just an email from Ross at Podcast Insights, um, who's telling me what the best podcast editing software is, um, but I'll stick to GarageBand, shout out to GarageBand, um, oh yeah, we put in a clip from 30 Rock, uh, that is copyrighted, definitely, so thanks to everyone at 30 Rock, hope you don't sue us, um, and that bad novelty song, I guess thanks to you two, although you really just made, ugh, you really just made the world a worse place, I can say that, because freedom of speech, fair use, it's the reason we, we're using all of this, um, yeah, uh, we'll see you next week hopefully with um episode four which is good episode four is good um highly recommend it bye